relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people and places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. Dude, we're going back. We're going, going back, back to Humboldt. Going back up in there. I tried to get you to go this week, and you were like, I have to make sure my plants don't die. It's not so much die, but you know what happens is they get root-bound, and then once they get root-bound, you have issues with stuff drying out too quickly, and things become hydrophobic, and then once they become hydrophobic, it's hard to bring it back to a balance because then they can't you know uptake nutrients correctly or anything like that and then some of the roots will end up dying off especially at the end which are going to be the exploratory feeder roots later on which is going to do a lot of the work for growing it cool man that i I like that you thought i would interrupt you but now i could tell by your breath (laughs) the way you did it that you thought i was going to interrupt you but i was like no i'm actually this is not this is not months ago where I didn't know anything. I actually knew everything you were talking about up until a point. And then I think you were just kind of showing off a little bit. So I just let you go, mm-hmm. which is in fine. the beginning. Get, of- we're not getting to perform. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I got to let, we got to let each other go a little bit. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit. <sighs> but we have a fun guest. I'm super excited. I'm super excited about this guest. I mean, I know you. I'm, it's just, I should just get my talking in right now because you two are going to, I'm going to let you guys nerd out a little bit and let you go because you guys have a thing and it's a sweet thing. And I love our guest. He's probably one of the, I don't like to rank our guests because they're all special and unique and that's probably the coolest thing that i've realized in this but his story is one of the most compelling if that makes and he's good at telling the story too i think that helps he's fantastic at telling the story but yeah i'm trying to play it down a little bit you try and be cool with it i am but he's really i'm just just he's good he's as a podcast host he is someone that's so good at it. You're like, I should give him some money. <laughs> He's good at this. Ultimately, he made me way more thankful for my job than anything else has in the past decade where I was just like, I'm so fucking lucky to be doing what I'm doing right now. I've been shopping for land right next to his since we left. <laughs> yeah, I want to go out on the boat and go fishing. I know. Thing. I know. We're coming up, but he's gonna we're all we're finishing south humboldt finally sorry you guys but you would know why we've been very transparent but we're gonna go me and mike are gonna slip in real quiet black ops we're gonna wear about nine masks Mm -hmm. we're gonna only we're going to the people we're going to their farms and staying away from them and then we're gonna talk to them and we'll wrap up this season we don't want to but it's just logistically it's it's been pretty tough so no restaurants no nothing airbnb and just hash browns for every meal it's 
Sometimes I don't even know if you're listening to what we're talking about when you say stuff. You just kind of like pick up where it's, and I'm fine with that. I understand that my co-host on this podcast, his, his main gift is communicating with plants. So that's your gift. And then when you come in out of left field, sometimes I don't, I'm being a dick when I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, well, you're just doing so good. Not it's, it's my favorite. Do the thing, do the thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for John from Huckleberry Farms. from Nat at Humboldt Sea Company. And I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell you why. Uh, It's, we smoked a joint of it, driving me and Slee, the producer, driving back down the 101 into Mendocino, like as you come down, and it was about dusk and the sun, and we hit that together. And it was just the most euphoric thing. And I just started laughing. I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to grow that. This is what. <laughs> God, Nat, Nat and his team are, they're coming up with some like incredible stuff. Like it's, it's great. It's fun to watch him um, do his thing and, and really, you know, the cream rises to the top and, and Nat's at the top right now. So good for him. Kudos to him. He works really hard at it. And, um, and he's a good, yeah, a lot of people go to him. His vibe is wonderful too. Oh yeah, he's a good guy all around, and uh, to pull off what he's pulling off uh, really takes a unique person. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad to watch him do it, and uh, going to be interested to see how he does in the Emerald Cup this this year, and and where he falls uh, in that placement. So it's oh, going to be cool. See, I don't even. I'm, this is all new. Every time. You- you I'm don't not, even I'm, know about the Emerald Cup? I you? understand uh, un poquito. <laughs> That's a little bit for the non-Espanol speakers. Um, so, no. So, like, even you guys talking, it's... And he, the way, the way John's talking about Nat is the way I feel about everybody I've met in Humboldt, where it's like this thing where you just want to cheer for everyone and be like, let's, yes, go. Do your thing. Like we were so we were so excited when you were like, Yeah, I can talk to you guys again. We we're like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what do they have up their sleeve, these two? Um, but that's fair. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know what, no matter, you know, no matter who wins the Emerald Cup, as long as long as it's out of the Emerald Triangle, we all feel the same that that would do a, a, a lot of good for a lot of the small farmers. So as long as that farm comes out of the Emerald Triangle, thumbs up, you know, it's all good. And that's the way I feel about it too. Like, especially here in Oregon, when we had, you know, our cannabis cups and everything, the top five people in every category, I was like, oh, I know that dude. 
Oh, I know. Like, it's <laughs> such a small community, even in an expansive state like Oregon. You know, you guys are, of course, way bigger, but it's kind of like the same people in the same circles. You know, that just kind of feels good to be like, oh, yeah, it's that dude. I, I've met that dude a bunch. I know that dude. Like, that's the nice part about it yeah. all when it's a community type of event. Can you two nerds explain to me what the Emerald Cup what exactly i know it's a competition and i know it's held at some fairgrounds because i've seen and it looks like a flea market full of people that your grandma would tell you not to hang out with yeah um <laughs> it's my understanding that the emerald cup is the world world's largest running cannabis cup to date and uh, you know, it's just a it's a it's just a competition that we've all been going to for years and years and years, and it's really a very prestigious thing to be able to 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 pull that off and to win like the sun grown category. This year, they've added a bunch of different categories, like they actually added indoor um, category because they thought that it deserved a place in. Uh, in that kind of competition, especially with the marketplace, you know, selling indoor and, you know, there's a lot of different indoor growers now doing it the right way. And, and uh, so they deserve recognition to do, um, for doing what they do and doing it well. So um, that was added and there's, you know, they have innovative product uh, awards and they got all kinds of different awards for, you know, uh, sauces and extracts and, uh, photographs and i mean it's it's amazing and this year because of covid it's not going to be you know in sonoma county um and it's going to be a virtual thing so it might you know be something to put on your radar take a look at uh, i think it's april 11th the 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 actual virtual contest is going to happen and they're going to announce the winners and stuff it's pretty cool we will we'll definitely out I want to keep an eye on that and send that out through our socials so our people now how did they can i i'm going to ask some more questions about this because i did not plan on it but <laughs> you guys are both you seem it's fascinating to me i didn't understand the depth of it uh it like i feel like a real dick about it because it it's it seems like a party from an outsider's uh point of view and then hearing you both immediately talk about the prestige that came with that, I was like, well, I have, I have judged this incorrectly. Like, how do they, who is judging? I say they, and what are they looking like? This is just Mike go, you understand translate. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, the, the Emerald cup is probably the more kind of, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without offending other people. But so like there are tons of cannabis cups right yeah. now. And especially after legalization, there's been even more, you know, it, it, Oregon has a bunch of them right now. But like this is the one that, you know, growers have been talking about since when I first came out here as being like, oh, yeah, that's like the one, you know, this has been going on for you know quite some time now and it has a little bit more i guess what you would call street cred especially with growers and connoisseurs because you know other cannabis cups you know you can kind of like 
maybe by the the first place type of thing but you know this is a little bit more of people who actually are deep rooted in the community and enjoying it it's so similar to stand up like especially when you're like and then you could probably buy your way in the first place. I, I just thought of like three competitions where I'm like, I know that that's I'm pretty sure. Well, you they, they have 80 different judges that um, to evaluate the product that's being submitted. And um, it's all independent of each other. And there's a scorecard and they just add up the scores. It, it's, it's, it's a pretty legit thing. Um, you know, but this year, Ridgeline Farms, uh, my friend Jason, won the Emerald Cup sun-grown category two years in a row. If he happens to win it this year, you know, then we're going to have to start to wonder. But um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a heck of a cultivator, and he really deserves uh, to get the credit that um, that he's earned, and he's been growing his whole life, and he, you know, does amazing things with the community and stuff. So um, he should just put everything aside this year and step aside and let somebody else win. And uh, as long as that is Southern Humble, it we're good. What strains was he growing? You know, the first year he was he was growing a strain his buddy created uh, called Green Lantern, and then last year he won again with um, a strain called Runts. And I'm not sure where that originated from or where he got that from, but um, you know, it was two different strains, so it wasn't the same strain. Um, Runts was super popular in Southern <laughs> California last year. Yeah. Very yeah. famous right now. But, and like, you know, John was saying, that's the cool thing about it too, is when there's that many judges, you know, you're, you, you know, that it's a full account of what the, you know, actual flower is because, you know, when smaller panels, not a lot of people like some competitions up here had potency as one of the higher markers to judge samples like, Oh, it has to test out really high for it to win first place. But, you know, in, the you know the emerald cup it's people who are actually indulging and liking it so even though you know there might be a few judges who are really into indicas and you're putting a sativa there's so many judges that you're getting such a pool of people judging it that you know it it doesn't really skew too much to be like oh well this dude only likes indicas yeah and this this year um you know, it's a blind taste test, really. So we don't, they don't know what the THC is, but this year they are allowing the judges to evaluate the product on the terpene content. So um, I'm guessing they're getting that, uh, those test results for the terpenes and, and get to look at them. But uh, that's a, that's a cool thing. I'm glad to see they're, uh, they're starting to recognize how much terpenes really do affect uh, a person when they, consume cannabis and and uh it has just as much to do with making you feel good as thc and we talked about this before but uh i think that's most of the farmers beliefs so oh without a doubt i mean right. i i had a, i had a guy you know write me just about the strain that i'm growing right now papaya cake which he really enjoys and he was just like it smells incredible and i'm like man you can't even imagine how great it smells in the room as it's growing and it really does kind of just feel like i'm getting high all day just on the terpenes of the actual papaya cake as it's yeah. going so 
You feel, okay. Do you get, I do feel that sometimes when I, when you walk into like a grow room that it's growing a strain that, that hits you, right? There's like, or just opening a jar and you smell it. Like I'll do that throughout the day when I know I shouldn't smoke, I'll just come. And it is like a slight head change. If that, and I, I've never said this out loud because it, I've always felt it was some silly thing, but I'm so glad that you guys are talking about that because I'm like, it does, I do think it's real. Yeah. I mean, um, it's aromatherapy almost a little bit. I'm doing it now. You guys can talk. I know, I'm we're watching you. I know, I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah so how is the farm going there are you getting ready for uh the coming season right now yeah you know we've been getting quite a bit of rain and probably just like you have been in oregon and um so i've just been working in the greenhouse kind of starting to to mess with the bed starting to turn the soil over putting some amendments in there and uh doing a few little beautification projects around with some some bark and some chips, just trying to get it to look really pretty around here this year. Um, I did receive uh, in the middle of January, a one of the first outdoor um, cannabis tours, tourism permits in the state of California this year. So it's yes. pretty cool that I, I, I get to legally bring people here and you know, um, share, share our stories of the Emerald Triangle and, and kind of what we've gone through to, to get to this point. And, and really with some kind of hope that if enough people hear our story that they'll, they'll support the small farmer and, and uh, really that story won't get lost in the shuffle as we progress down this new industry. No, I doubt it'll ever get lost, but that's awesome. I mean, you know, if we have the... anything to do with it, it won't get lost. <laughs> yeah right it's too important of a story but yeah i mean i've been watching on instagram which you guys are wonderful follow just to see all of the beautiful you know things that you're doing because you know a lot of farms you just watch over the winter time and they'll be like oh yeah you know we upgraded our dehumidifiers we did this and that but like you are doing beautification to your farm which is so cool to see where i'm just like oh this is beautiful landscaping look what they're doing to all of us so it's even more perfect that you get that you were granted an ability to have people come out and you know tour your farm and get to enjoy the experience of it all yeah that that was the the new addition to the farm and then i also got a nursery license um a, a permit actually so um i can now share some of my genetics with uh people and you know sell them in retail shops and stuff so i'm excited about that and yeah. uh yeah it's kind of kind of fun really to to be able to interact with people as they're growing a strain that you grow on your place and kind of as they ask questions you can give them feedback according to your experience and stuff so ju- just like you're doing with billy so um that's no, awesome. that makes me so happy because that's what that's how this industry, I think that's the future of the plant and the people is like, it's building these communities. Uh, I'm so I, I'm almost speechless. Like I got a little, little chills. It's not from the 
it might be for a little bit of the weed. It's great weed I'm smoking, but it's <laughs> it's what you guys like hearing you guys. And then every time we talk to you, you're like, oh, I got this and then this. And also, I love the idea. It's always I mean, my I grew up on a cattle farm. So and my dad's a football coach. So the idea of an off season in in farming or in sports is always funny to me you're like i mean sure <laughs> yeah it's it's not as busy during these months but it's it's a different kind of hard you, and it's a different yeah. kind of every day i don't think people understand they're like oh no during the off season we just i just don't work out or we don't even deal with the farm you're like okay well, <laughs> you know, my, my propagation room is still full of, of 25 different mothers that I'm, you know, putting together a plan of attack for the upcoming season on, you know, what people are, are smoking these days, what people want, what they'd like from my farm or what they didn't like from their farm. And so as you're planning that season, at one point or another, you have to pull the trigger and say, OK, I'm going to go with um you know, super fruit or Margie's magic. And then I have to cut enough clones off of the, the one or two mothers that I've winterized over the winter and then have enough of those to make new moms to, to cut enough clones off of those moms then to, to do my light depth and then my outdoor season. So um, there is a lot of planning and timing is really, really, really critical depending on when you want to start. And uh, so that, that's, a, that's been a process with all of us that are growing this year. So, um, so th there is a lot to do and, and a lot of planning to do. Um, yeah. So much planning, so much planting, but that's really cool that you're doing the nursery thing, you know, as far as the genetics that you'll be, you know, selling and, getting out to the stores is are some of those going to be the one that your mom used to grow uh, out there that you still have yeah um i crossed you know with my mother's uh paradise punch i, I crossed mm -hmm. that male plant to a a girl girl uh what was it a girl uh Rose, what was that one? A girl's, girl's, girl's something sweetheart. Um, and then also I, I tried to cross that with a higher THC one called the uh, LA Kush Cakes. Yeah. And um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see how those, those turn out. Um, nice. You know, it's really weird, you know, and, and I have been struggling just to be totally transparent with, you know, the, all the regulations and stuff that, that come along with not only tourism, but also with this nursery license, because now, so I can make seeds in my nursery license, no. which is a, a whole separate license from my cultivation area, but I can't grow those seeds from that nursery in my outdoor, or my light depth licenses, unless I have a transportation license. So they don't let me walk it five feet from that nursery license. I have to now obtain a uh, transportation license to get it from <laughs> that license to that license so I can actually grow the strains <clears throat> that I actually created. And so it's like, I don't know if they're not understanding like what that actually sounds like or looks like, 
but it's a pain in the butt. Excuse me, but uh, well, here's the, here's my belief on them not understanding. You just explained it to me, and I got it pretty clear. <laughs> right? It's not that yeah. hard. No, it's not. I don't. I think it's. I think it's to quote the my favorite movie, The Jerk. Uh, I think it's a profit deal. It could be. And this part of this other profit deal that I think might fall in that category is I've also been going around and around with regulatory people about um, what it what has just come to my attention. And my distributor has been asking me for cultivation tax. So when you put product in a jar and it's co-attested, the, the, the test that we need to do to make sure that there's no pesticides and make sure what the THC is before it goes in. At that point, it's considered to be retail ready. And at that point, before it's even sold into the retail shop, I now owe my $154 a pound cultivation tax. So even if I haven't sold it, or if it never sells, I still have to upfront pay them this cultivation tax. And it just doesn't make sense to me. And so one of my questions to them was, so what happens if it doesn't sell? Do you give me a refund or no, you don't get a refund. So or I mean, what if just... the market? Yeah. What if it's only worth $200 a pound and I have to pay you 150? <laughs> yeah. No, that's absolutely insane. Is this new regulation or is this just as far as like a building up of the different licenses? Because, you know, in Oregon, we're pretty clear cut as far as licensing goes. There's a wholesaler license. There's a dispensary license, a grower's license and extractor's license. There's only four licenses. So even hearing this transportation type of stuff, like all of this sounds very layered and kind of convoluted for what it really needs to be. Exactly. And uh, I know all three agencies are combining this year and they're supposed to iron it iron out some of these issues that the farmers are having, but um, it's really coming pretty slow and we need it to come a lot faster because it's, it's like so confusing and so tough to deal with. But anyways, I don't, I don't want to whine about a certain thing that I have to deal with or not deal with, but like all the farmers are dealing with it. And so but you're not whining. One more it's... thing. I just want to tell you. Yeah. Tell us all about this. One more this whine. is stuff people need to know about like, can why? I do one more wine? Yeah, because yeah, it, it, it goes wines, into why people please. are okay. paying money. Why? Why they're why an eighth costs sixty fucking dollars? Sorry. <laughs> so, um, so this summer I had it, I grew my light dip. I transferred it. I bucked it all down into from into flower form, and I sent it to my distributor. Once it's in a distributor's hands, they cannot from that point forward, return it back to the farmer. So it's, it's gone to my distributor. It sat around for a, several months and then he did a, a COA test on it. And he found out that the THC was like 14 or 15% and that the structure of that certain strain that we grew here wasn't really that great to look at and wouldn't be an ideal product, especially in today's climate to put in a jar. So he wants to extract it, but because the THC is low, 
that determines the return rate of the oil or the bubble hash that you would get. It doesn't even cover my cultivation tax that I would have to pay because I sent it to him as flour. So I'm trying to get the BCC to really change the identification of that product from flour, which is $154 a pound, to actually to trim, which I think we pay $40 a pound, which would make it worth it. And they, I, this has been the last email I sent them. They said, well, we'll get back to you in 20 business days. I'm like, 20 business days? What the hell? This is like fruit on a shelf. It rots. So, do you, um, do you know how many bills I have to pay in 20 business days there, sir? <laughs> Here's the thing, too. They don't, they don't respect the business days when, when, when you need to reply to them. They don't ever do that. Where they're like, "Hey, we need this." Like, "Yeah, I'll get back to you in ten business days." They're like, "No, you need to holler at us on Monday." Yeah, that's so, absolutely insane, fun. though. I mean, and like yeah. seriously, like this is the place to, you know, at least because I mean, I think a lot of people are excited about this industry and excited about it opening up to, you know, the common consumer and just for new people getting into the industry. So, I mean, a lot of these are important, you know, things to be transparent with the public to show, you know, this is when we talk about an over-regulated market, a market in which you don't need to pay the taxes on beef before you even fucking sell the beef. This is like some of the things that we're talking about, you know, just as far as like, you know, most of us are just small business owners, small community members who are just trying to make a living and you want to over-regulate and tax the shit out of us. You know, it's, it's not going to do well for an industry. I could get y'all yeah. some hamburger right now for free. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, with all that complaining, I'm excited about 2021. Um, I'm excited about sharing the farm with with some some people that want to visit, and excited about growing some new strains. So, um, you know, go see if you I, I won't are. Buy go see, <laughs> go visit John's farm if you're. Yeah, tell your wife you're taking her to Sonoma in the Napa Valley, and you're going on a wine thing, and then scoot up one day it's a one day little trip go to john's farm it's oh it's it's a slice of heaven and i'm not i'm not bullshit like i've i've said in the intro i'm excited it's gonna be pretty special this year i mean i didn't you won't hear this until it comes i'll just tell you now like i already said in the intro of the episode that i've been looking at property around your farm since we left your farm. <laughs> I got a, my friend selling his farm. Hey! hey. hey. Oh, my, right up the oh. road. I mean, and now we know yeah. what nursery we can get strains from if we have a transportation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, all we yeah. need is a transportation license. That's all we need. We got you. Um, yeah. What do you do? Yeah. I just walk between these two frames, right? <laughs> Job. there's a gate i gotta pass through so, so they do give me an option so my option currently is to call redwood roots or another distributor that has a transportation license have him drive out here with the van put it in the van drive it down to my garage which is 
seven feet away and uh-huh. then take it out and then give it to me and then we're legal. So um, we can do that. Um, I just need to get my own transportation license, which I heard is relatively easy, but nothing's that easy. With the that fact is. that they just told you to do what you just said shows that nothing will be easy in which you have to deal it with them. So it's like a curb your enthusiasm episode. That is it's like if what this, you guys should do that. Yeah. You guys should film that with the curb music. Play it in the back. Oh. Right? That would be sweet. And then just send it to the government and be like, here's what you guys are making us do. And they'll be like, oh, we didn't realize. (laughs) Oh, man, that's absolutely amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. Yeah. And the fact is, so who told you to do that? Was it somebody in the actual government who told you to do that? Well, that's the only, without having a transportation license, that's the only route they'll allow me to do that so I can get into the other license because there's this little block that says transportation license that I have to fill in there to do. And so they won't let you transfer it in metric unless you you go through that route. So, um, (laughs) oh man. So, quick question. As a comedian, it's hilarious. And as as a cannabis lover, it makes me insane. (laughs) <laughs> so quick question as far as being in oregon you know a uh, recreational grower what is a transfer license like is it just people who are only licensed to transport cannabis product well there's there's two different transportation licenses. um i'm going for a transport only license which allows me to transport my seeds to a distributor in town or i can mm-hmm. transport those seeds onto my property to my other licenses so i'm going for a, a real supposedly simple alternative to getting the the distribution transportation license where i could haul other people's product um, up and down the state and stuff like that. So I'm not trying to have anything to do with that because that's a nightmare in itself. So I'm just trying to get the littlest, easiest thing possible just so I can grow my own seeds. Whoa. Okay. So yeah, up here in Oregon, you just build a manifest and anybody, you know, you can have a cousin or a brother or whoever, (laughs) they get to just transfer weed, seeds, clones, huge plants. I don't know. You know, Oregon's a bad example. I'm not going to talk shit about Oregon. <laughs> Oregon you can Let's just talk a little shit about Oregon. Just a little bit. Because Get him. Get him, John. But Oregon single-handedly is really making the price a lot lower. Like, we've been there's some low. shit going on we've... in oregon i won't talk about but you know you guys oh, now we gotta <laughs> talk about Oregon. i'm not talking been... about it <laughs> we talk about next week we come see you guys okay oregon's go. been the lowest since the beginning of the decade <laughs> i mean honestly like i think there was a forbes magazine where it was just like this is insanely, this is the cheapest place in America for cannabis. And I think our whole market's just kind of been built on that since the beginning. It's just, it's always going to be super crazy cheap, even high-end indoor. And it's just because they're 
strangely enough, there's a huge flood here, which you would think there'd be a huge one in California, but there really isn't. There is going to be a giant, yeah, strangely, there's not. Um, yeah, um, there is going to be a giant flood in California this year. I mean, the amount of cultivation area that's being grown this year, um, I guess maybe one of the saving graces is, and I'm not sure how it works, but if it's maybe if uh, it's federally legal and we can, you know, do interstate, uh, maybe that might open the floodgates. And I don't know if that's even possible that quick or how that looks, but um, we need the floodgates to open up. Uh, well, yeah, I think the West Coast, the gates will open way quicker than I think that's how the gate will open. I think the, the West Coast, the gates interstate will open pretty fast. And then it'll the the more populated states as you go east and there's older money and weirder politics, it'll take a longer time. We, we do have Washington, Oregon, California, and Nevada. So it could just be the most perfect superhighway to Vegas, I think, that there's ever been. <laughs> yeah, and I've been seeing well, Canada Colorado's trying to there get too, in on that action too. Yeah. No, and ultimately, there was a humongous flood here in Oregon, and one of the reasons why Oregon prices have actually gone up um, since 2017, 2018, the market just crashed here and pounds of indoor were going for, you know, $700, but we cut it off as far as licenses where there's Smart. no new licenses. Whoever was here, you know, there's still people waiting to get in and they will slowly get in over time. But, you know, at first it was just like, everybody who wants a license, you get a license. And now with the companies that have been in here for a while, they're like, all right, you're in. And, you know, maybe we'll let new licenses in, but we're really not. And that's kind of helped us stabilize the market and the price here too, so... Yeah, California needs to follow that lead. That's that's definitely something that needs to happen here. They can't just continue to give out licenses forever. It's like too much. Yeah, and then the kind of the nice thing is you could still sell your license, um, but then it becomes you know way more valuable. You know, a lot of people here they can sell their you know cannabis license for you know two hundred thousand dollars just the license alone. Yeah, that's cool. That that's how it needs to be. That that makes a lot of sense. Now, how would they protect? Here's my thought on this, on that thing. I do think it's I like it seems like the smartest way so far, Oregon. The only thing that and this is just me finding something wrong with the system is it sounds it worries me. It's like those cab medallions they have in New York City where if someone this comes in and just starts buying up a bunch of them, if there's just a set number of them, you start control. I mean, that is a game to the, That's I mean, a good point. You got a very good point. I don't, I don't know how to combat that. It's regulation. Instead of having a transportation fucking license to walk seven feet, we're just like, <laughs> hey, you can't hedge fund these licenses. Well, and then yeah, ultimately that's what yeah. 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 Ultimately, that's what Uber did anyway, is they came in and made those medallions worthless. 
Yeah. The yeah. But do you know how much capital they had to have to do that? They had to a have lot. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. An insane amount. Well, I know this is your show, and I and I'm not trying to take over your show, but I got a, a couple questions for you, Bill. Billy. Hell yeah. Um, no, I love like, this. Take over well, my show. Oh, yeah. Please. yeah, please. I'm very curious about your grow, and I'm very curious about new growers because that excitement that I can see in your eyes, like God, once this show's over, I'm going into the little room, get them off. You know, um, that really was my start too. And that's, that was, that's a very fun time you're in. So what kind of, are you using some kind of special soil? Does it have a name? Can we say the name on the air or is that not good or what? Yes. No, we're doing, and you are hired, John. We can't pay you, but you're hired. Um, uh, no, we're this doing is, a uh, real quick. This is really good because this is like kind of an outside teacher quizzing one of the students to see what they know is going on and what's happening. <laughs> no, and I yeah, I want to see where he's at. Yeah, yeah. I look at look at teachers. Both my parents are teachers. Look at me. I'm like, okay, here we go, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> uh, it's the soil is it's clackamacus soil uh coots clackamacus coots if we're gonna if we're doing the whole thing uh, i'm going to pick it up i was gonna order it but then mike i remember mike made a good point uh to try to frequent your local grow shop when you can just because it's good for local businesses and stuff like that and then there's a the local one that it is it's also cheaper too their their stuff is cheaper so I'm going there tomorrow to pick up all my soil without the name. He doesn't want us to use name because it's a neurotoxin. Is that right? Neurotoxin? Very good. Very good. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to do some math I'm not excited about because we're using 30 gallons and there it's a cubic feet situation. And uh, I just have to go to a quiet place and do the math. I can't if there's any distraction. No. Uh I no limitations. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's anyone's trying to talk to me while I'm doing math, I'm like, well, we're just not gonna do it. Um and then my the tent's really simple. Uh I just and I I did this on purpose. I went very like the easiest attainable from Amazon. Uh and my I saw it. You keep sitting in it, I keep seeing you posting with you in the tent and I, I can't see any plants but you're in there there's no well mike won't let me pop seeds yet and i was getting i was getting insane about it but it's for like and i even even from a broadcasting i was getting mad at that i was like listen people are gonna get we gotta start doing this but then stuff went wrong <laughs> that i had to fix and then just some adjusting stuff went wrong and i was like ah he's teaching us stuff it wasn't it wasn't ah so the dry run like you want all the whatever can go wrong you want it to go wrong now and iron out all those problems before you start those seeds because once yes. those plants are in there now you're screwing them all up the you know the lights on the lights off you know three so. three things i've had to fix that i've said that exact thing I started laughing every time I've had to go there. I was just like, oh, man, if those plants were in there, this whole my 
my whole day would be ruined. This you know, would be I a would whole... love to watch you live in there. Like this is a great opportunity to watch Billy live in his first row. Huh? You know what? I have. I know how we can do this because I have. I <laughs> uh, already have this cheap little. Uh, I think it's. I think it's a Chinese. I'm sure they're spying on me somehow, but it's a little webcam that I have uh, taped just so I can check the lights and stuff. And I don't have to go out of my house like it that 10 when I click when they're supposed to click off. But I could do that where I could just be like, put up my phone on Instagram and be like, hey, I'm going live on the grown local Instagram account. <clears throat> and when I'm mixing my soil and stuff, oh, I can do that. Yeah. This is Billy up trimming. And we'll just, you know, have- Or I wake motherfuckers like, hey, this is five in the morning, motherfuckers, y'all wake. <laughs> hey, so so you're you're gonna start, you're growing the squirt from Humboldt Seed Company, Nat, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so you're gonna have both, oh, they're feminized probably. Yeah, these seeds are feminized. I've done the the, the I grew Jack Herrera uh, from them. I didn't know them then. Just some friends got me that strain because that's one of my favorite strains of all time. And I, they were not feminized. We had to. <laughs> we, so yeah, we learned. Mike, do you grow from seed? You don't. You go clones, right? In your your operation. So to stay ahead of the curve, we are constantly popping new seeds all the time, all the new genetics coming out. Um, so I have four flowering rooms going at all times. And then so usually one of those flowering rooms will be a seed pheno hunt going on with it. Um, so yeah, I try to... I, I get too much like a labradoodle and I'll pop like 50 new seeds and then be like okay i also have to pay bills so let me do just some straight clone runs so i'm not going too insane with it but so how how is billy gonna um like so he's gonna start these seeds is he gonna start them under 12 hours and just let them run the whole the whole course of the the session under 12 and or is he going to grow them up because i guess his biggest concern would be that if he let them get too big and then he turned them back and not maybe knowing that strain, maybe after you turn it back, it's going to grow another three, four, like he could end up with a whole <laughs> thing completely full and just have a disaster. I mean, wow. how, how is he going to deal with that? We're, we're, go we're going to have them doing um, no-till. So it's just going to be in a 30-gallon pot within there. So we're going to start off with the 16 because I want him to veg out for a little bit so that he can get some cuts off of them so that I can save the pheno if he wants to. But um, this will be the fun part of it. I'm going to have to teach him how to yeah, knuckle sure. stuff and do some interesting scrogging techniques if one of them is a hardcore sativa and the other one's an indica one. Um, I'm doing this nice. one right now. It's a, it's a strawberry 2.0 one or 2.0 i think it is and in my four beds against the back wall there's like three seeds that are you know maybe 
two feet tall and then the rest of them are all close to like six foot tall and we're just having to wrangle them down and get them into shape right now so nice I I think I think the seeds will be a good test to see you know some of the fun things that he can learn and the fun part about too is it's not only him it's our boy Justin he'll also be growing from seeds so these are two uh, first-time growers so I think I'll have tons of opportunities to show them a few kind of like side hustle tricks of the trade to keep things where they're supposed to be right on this is gonna be fun i'm gonna have fun watching yeah <laughs> and then maybe hey, we're gonna be in humboldt next weekend so we're gonna come by we're gonna you are yes okay mike and i are gonna slip in with about nine masks on and then uh try to Sweet. talk to four or five of the farms you introduced us to in southern humboldt and then try okay. to wrap this this season up after with that. a little bow yeah and after billy's first run <laughs> if you want i'll have him go work for free for you at your farm i can't so i, I think if them. covid if covid's still yeah, going on i will do that <laughs> but if i can tour again i'm not going to be available <laughs> but if i cannot tour i will come work for you at your farm i will my okay, wife yeah. will not you know it just didn't it wasn't your t it just didn't feel like you guys when i when i looked at on friday and it just said sorry no show today from covid and i was like you know what these guys fucking pushed out you know oh. you guys are different you know it's just like there's other ways around it people need to hear what you guys are talking about so it just kind of didn't settle that good with me when when you ruined my day but um <laughs> we'll forgive you now so um i'm hey, glad I, you're coming up it's, i'm gonna let, cool. i'm gonna put my wife on the phone and then <laughs> i think she will change her okay. tune faster than you even know absolutely it was mostly <laughs> billy who pushed out i think that it was <laughs> it was i didn't push out i was i was extending my life you guys is what i was doing <laughs> Well, cool. I'm glad you're coming up and um, I'm glad you're you're going to go see some of those farms. They're, they're real special. You're going to have a whole new opinion um, of of this place after you uh, after you come again and talk to those guys. And actually just reminded me there was a po podcast called um, Outlaw Country or Outlaw Humboldt uh, that uh, this 92 year old guy just did a podcast with these guys. I'm going to send it to you to to listen it's really cool to hear him tell the stories of you know back in 1950s and how pot came to be in his life and it's it's pretty cool you'll like it yes i'm please sure all about that and maybe the dude who won the emerald cup those two years running would be awesome oh yeah yeah for sure he's uh he's into it um yes yeah. awesome send him our way we're ready john thank you so okay. much for your time um, yeah we we're hitting the, we're hitting the end of the the episode mark we've done we've we've got a research guy now and he looks <laughs> at all the trends and stuff and he tells us hey you need to end it around this time that's when people tune out we're like oh okay. and we tried to argue with him but then he showed us actual facts and we were like well i'll be damned okay <laughs> Okay, well, no. it's nice to see you guys. I'm glad you're doing well. Um, I'm excited to watch your grow, Billy. And 
we can't wait to see you next week yeah thank you so much and anytime you need to you want to talk holler we'll put you on this podcast anytime we're so excited it will blast you well thanks for all the support and whether or not you guys know it you know the small farmer really appreciates all the support you give us so uh kudos to you guys and and what you're doing so thank you very much you're you're a big farmer in our hearts so don't label yourself as a small farmer it's it's big in our hearts there buddy i'm a tiny farmer. well thank you (laughs) we better cut it off cut him off ever like the last like even at his when we did the first his first episode at his farm you know he had other stuff to do but the whole time i was like can we just we spend the night it was like i felt like a little kid when we were at his place like when you're at like a fun you're like you think we could you think we could do a sleepover you want me to call my mom and ask? I can call my mom and ask and see I if I can I don't think there. she'll care at all. I don't even think she'll care. <laughs> That's how I felt. I mean, that is. And then just talking to him. And then when he started asking us about, asking me about my grow, I was just like, yeah, I'll tell you about my grow. <laughs> you know, mister, it's got like all the cool <laughs> things, I swear. And it's, it really is like that. Like, that's the cool thing is that that dude's job is just growing weed. And he lit up and was so excited to hear about you growing weed in a tent in your house. You yeah. know, like, <sighs> well, I was got so excited that he got that permit so people can come to his farm. People need to see his farm. It's special. And then once he's just a good guinea pig for the for the policy too do you know what i mean like he's gonna open it up so other farms can because he's he's diligent and disciplined and uh it's just any good thing yeah if he needs i'll wait. do the transportation i'll drive the fucking <laughs> van seven feet it does sound like my job at what when i was working at western when I went to school at Western Kentucky, I delivered computer monitors for the communications well, so systems hear me department. Out. He needs a transportation thing, and it's also becoming a tourist haven for cannabis. So we should get like one of those mono mono trail cars that they have at Disney World, where you ride on and can't. they take. And this, then this is my fault, you guys. Sometimes just we just saying. let Mike go about a stuff that's not pot because you got to let people learn. And it's not always. It's some people are always like, okay, here's a good example. After comedy shows, some people are like, Mike was funny. Why didn't you give him more time? We're like, we gave him the right mm-hmm. amount of time. We gave him the exact right amount of time. You, you had a good, he, you had a good time because we gave Mike the right around. 
We've right given him not the right amount of time. I've done 48 minutes. And that, that's that was, way too much time for you to be doing. 40 minutes. I love you than very I much. And have. I think you're very funny. And I let oh, you. Thanks. I don't let you. I would. I pay you to open for me. I don't let yeah. you. Some people I let open. I pay you. <laughs> um, there's a huge difference. <laughs> But that is so, I mean, I know you that have was, to do the it was time. Bad. That's how you get, I, it, it just made me feel not good about, because I just thought, <laughs> oh man, I remember the first time I had to do a lot of time. So you just want to go back to all those people and be like, why did you come to that? Oh, it Reason. was like 15 people in the room that fit 300. So that just made it even better. Oh. <laughs> There, and buddy. then I Been opened there. for Kyle Kinane at the same place with actual 300 people. Way better set. Way yeah. better set. I'm telling no, it you. Is. That's the, the, here's the thing. People are like, oh man, there's so many people. You're like, good. Um, that makes it easy. If there's a ton so of people, easy. that makes it easy. You know what sucks? Do a show in Wichita with four people <laughs> and seven feet, of, seven inches of snow. There was more inches of snow on the ground people i had to and if we're being honest they were four people but there's just they created one conscious person that's how drunk they were (laughs) it was insane it was the owner of the club with the manager slash owner i don't know what his exact he rented a dodge neon so he could fuck it up in the snow and that's how he came to pick us up that's a whole let's we'll do that whole that's you can find that on podcast. podcast Wayne Davis. That's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. But you guys hit up the Patreon. Uh, there's some bonus. There's some dime bags coming. There's some. We're gonna do a Q and A smoking A soon. Yeah, uh, uh, we got to. I don't know when it is, but it's coming up. Look for that. Uh, Maybe when know. we're in Humboldt, we'll see. Maybe when we're in Humboldt, we could do it then. That'd be fun. Uh, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll announce it. Keep keep an eye on the Patreon. Hit us up at Grown Local Pod uh, if you want to advertise or do any of that stuff. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys so much. Uh, there's no more COVID episodes. Knock on wood. We're getting into it. We're going. We're finishing Humboldt. Then we're going into season three. It's exciting. We're already working on it. You guys, grow your own. Love you. Sweet. 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 Sweet.